So do you think that if you arranged all the atoms and physical structures of the human body and brain and create a person, it would suddenly come alive? So do you know about qualia? It's the subjective feeling that you have from your senses, like the redness of the evening sky or the tanginess of the grape, which no matter how hard you try, you can't perfectly induce the same feeling in another person. Everything that we talk about, everything that we regard as existing, postulates consciousness. In the future, I can imagine a device which can record my physical experiences like how it felt to swim from my neural structure and then transfer it to another person as is so they can experience it as is. Descartes, I think, therefore I am. What do you think this means? Is thought consciousness? Hey Curious Pure, this is Suraj and I'm Pratham. On this channel, we discuss our thoughts and have a deep talk on an intriguing topic and see where the conversation takes us. So for this episode, we wanted to touch upon a post that we made recently and it was about a thought experiment and it was called Philosophical Zombie. After making that post, it got a, both of us thinking a lot and we wanted to debate about it. So I'll just brief about the essence of that post and we can get started. So basically, as I said, it's a thought experiment called Philosophical Zombie and it's basically imagining a hypothetical being that's physically identical and indistinguishable from a normal person but doesn't have conscious experience or sentience, if you will. So for example, if you poke a philosophical zombie with a sharp object, it would inwardly not feel any pain but outwardly it would behave exactly as if it did feel pain. So it would lash out or um, it would, you know, express how painful it was, all that. But it just won't feel that pain exactly. So this was what the philosophical zombie thought experiment was. And uh, yeah, Pratham, tell me your thoughts on this. Yeah, but Suraj, I wanted to ask, like, what is the conclusion from that? I was trying to understand a little bit. I think I got some part of it. Uh, but what is the point of the thought experiment, if you can kind of summarize that and I'll just see if it makes sense to what I try to understand from it. Okay, so as far as I know, even I don't claim to claim to be an expert in this, but as far as I know, I think the summary of it, the essence of it is basically stating that there is something called as consciousness or say sentience. So if I can program... Uh, humanoid robot with all these things and it would be a philosophical zombie so i'll poke it it'll you know express how painful it was it would you know flitch it will do all that but it just won't feel it so there through this experiment through this thought experiments i think the people who came up with it they're trying to understand or prove that there is something called as consciousness also because that uh, robot or that philosophical zombie uh, just don't it just doesn't have it so even if we can physically uh, you know program all these things it'll just be physical but we have something more than that which is probably not physical and that itself is consciousness uh, that's what i cleaned from it okay so you mean to say like part of our consciousness would be the experience and other things that we take away hmm. and yeah. the yeah the hypothetical world of Okay, so what I understood from it, yeah, I think something similar, but like basically I particularly focused on the last part of our post, which said that how do you not know that other people are philosophical zombies or how do you know that they're not philosophical zombies? And 
so okay i'll try to summarize what i uh, got from it and let me know what you think okay so basically it's something like what you said and uh, you know if there is a philosophical zombie and it will react the way a normal person would mm-hmm. so in this world like since consciousness is subjective and i just know what i'm thinking and it's private and i can't probe really into your mind much or any other persons how do i not know that everybody else around me is a philosophical zombie mm-hmm. but let's understand the fact that okay because no person would enjoy a special position in this world and assuming everything is equal we know that everybody is not a philosophical zombie and there is a real consciousness behind every person hence it must be more than just reactions and intellect and what like how you are perceived through other people so it must be your experience and sentience also which doesn't seem to manifest physically at least that's what i kind of got from does it make sense okay uh, i i didn't get one one sentence that you mentioned which was uh, as every person would not like to have a special preference something like that oh uh, no no i just mean like huh. like let's say we center the argument around me how mm-hmm. do i not know all the people around me are actually people or are they just philosophical zombies but that wouldn't be the case because no person would enjoy a special position in this world right like how no part of space Why? enjoys a central position like every because it's infinite and so like like why would it be the case that i'm special and i am a human with consciousness but i pers- like but it could be the case that everybody else is just a philosophical zombie that wouldn't happen like we know that people are people with consciousness No, but th- that's the question like how do you know let's say if we were living in the, if we believe that uh, simulation theory okay and we're just being s- simulated in an um, you know you huge, huge supercomputer by some alien life probably and we are just a character and probably i'm the only real character and the other people even you or everyone else around me they are just programs written in a way that has to react exactly like i would do right like so what i was trying to explain over there is something uh, analogous to the cosmological principle uh, are you familiar mm-hmm. with that uh, is it that no space is uh, you know i mean nothing center. there is no center yeah every part of it is the center of Uh, yeah like no place in the universe enjoys a special position over the others like this is the center around which everything is balanced so there's equal space on yeah. this side and this side and similarly for a person right like why would one person enjoy a special position over all the others like that's what i was trying to explain there but again that's just using our reasoning or our sense of morality and imposing it on the universe <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. i mean there's no real yeah. way to yeah there's no real <laughs> exactly, way to kind yeah. of know it but let hmm. let's say it is i, I think that's what hmm. that argument is trying to do that thought experiment that there's more than just the physicality of it and there is something that is beyond the physical that is consciousness yeah that is true i mean that's the argument that i buy into that that's the essence of the philosophical philosophical zombie experiment but the question that we later posed in that uh, post was that how do you know everyone else isn't you mentioned that there is no real way of knowing but that itself is the question or the thought that i wanted to induce or insight in everyone else's mind like there is actually no way of knowing we can just uh, you know debate or assume and impose our morality on the universe but yeah at the in the end of the day 
you can you can't really know <laughs> that's true but i think i find some solace in that point about uh, you know no person enjoying a special position mm. in the universe Mm. But then like I mean since you said you agree let me ask you this I because I thought you might be on the other side of uh, that argument like so do you think that if we arrange all atoms as exactly as it is in your brain or in your body right now and produce a mm-hmm. physical indistinguishable being do you mm-hmm. feel it will it like would it suddenly come alive is it as conscious as you or is it lacking something or is it a philosophical zombie Okay so first off when i said i agree to it like i meant that i agree to the fact that this is why the philosophical zombie experiment uh, i mean that's the conclusion of it basically they're trying to prove that there is consciousness and um, it's not okay. just okay. all physical so mm-hmm. i think that that's the conclusion i it doesn't mean that i agree that there is okay, uh, consciousness okay <laughs> no worries so yeah so that's one and regarding the question that you posed uh, if we can just arrange all the atoms in exact configuration as me or you would we become alive i feel yes we would and medically at least the experiments or the examples that i have seen where people you know they are clinically dead or like everyone considers them dead So actually I have a short story for this uh, I think it fares well with the example that I want to make so basically there were these two couples who I think were in trekking in Siberia or some forest I am not sure so apparently they were trekking and the weather was all good but suddenly it's the, there was a huge hailstorm and they had to go back and they were trying to take a sh- take shelter under the rock but it still wasn't enough for them and apparently the woman she froze and like he wasn't getting any response from her and then he actually thought she was dead and when he checked her pulse like she was like there was no pulse on her and she was she wasn't breathing and then after some time the you know the hailstorm it stopped and then the rescue helicopters it all came and they airlifted them so then they brought her to the hospital and as soon as she was brought like she was declared dead and yeah and rightfully so she wasn't breathing or she didn't have a pulse on her and then one of the doctors over there he had apparently seen a similar case to this and he kind of expected it to be a case of hypothermia and he just wanted to do a small experiment so what he did was he uh, you know laid her down then took all the blood away from her sent it to a specialized machine which takes the blood in and like it warms warms it up just a tiny 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 bit and then it just pumps the blood back to the body so they did that and apparently after i don't know few minutes i guess uh, she was breathing again she didn't like recover completely like in the movies but she was breathing again she was alive at least she had a pulse and uh, it was good then after few days she recovered and she was brought home so these sort of incidents like even the you know i i guess even you would have seen in movies and all that they use defibrillators and even when they've lost the pulse completely they bring them back and i i have heard that you can start that heart like using adrenaline or whatever that is like even after few minutes after they are considered dead so i feel yeah it is a physical mechanism that goes inside our body if it stops you cease to exist and if it doesn't or if you can somehow create it exactly as how the body works 
you can yeah, basically create life so that's the that's what i think i mean i think that example there's no denying that there's a physical component to it but i don't mm-hmm. think that example proves i mean that line of reasoning proves that there is only a physical component to it yeah it doesn't Do you know what i mean uh, yeah definitely it doesn't prove that and i don't think anything even proves that there is a spiritual component or a, a supernatural component to it also like i'm saying that there's no proof for either one of them yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's true mm-hmm. okay but like going back to consciousness mm-hmm. I, i also wanted to kind of see what you think about the distinction of being conscious versus being awake because usually at least what i've come across uh, many people may not make that distinction but there are certain folks that try to emphasize that distinction between consciousness and wakefulness uh i see i i deliberately choose to avoid these arguments or these debates because whether it's me or even you or whoever does this argument no one knows what consciousness is so trying to debate the difference between conscious being conscious and being awake without knowing what one of them means like uh, i don't know if we'll ever that's end true, up that's true that's true but i mean just just like what do you feel instinctively do you feel like they are the same thing or do you think that consciousness is different or maybe more than just being awake uh i don't even buy into consciousness so <laughs> Uh, for me it's just one thing it's like being awake if you want to call that as consciousness go ahead like i don't i don't want to get into that semantics but for me like being awake or so being alive basically is just uh, one thing okay but you also mentioned like uh, you know if you arrange the atoms you do feel that it would come alive but i want to also kind of run this analogy by you uh, that i had come across like sometime back where someone was explaining like you know you can think of your body like you can think of your life mechanism as a machine kind of and your your physical body is like the hardware i think we also spoke about this sometime yeah. back but like your physical body is like the hardware and your mind or your the human mind is like the software and your life energy or consciousness or what we call as prana in you mm-hmm. know traditional terms is supposed to be the electricity or the power that runs it so if we just arrange the atoms like what do you think about that analogy because it would only be like assembling the hardware it won't come alive until the power runs through it to actually make it function hmm. i guess the power running through it is um say the heart pumping the blood the blood going to the cells the cells doing its thing because the blood is they you know they are getting oxygen and all that from the blood all the nutrients that it requires and the brain has that electrical impulse even like i think i guess even you know the brain runs on electricity like our entire body does um so yeah you can like we can measure those exact microvolts or millivolts whatever our brain runs on we can measure that and i feel if all the physical mechanisms are happening just right that itself is the power and there's no other thing like outside no, how of would it start right like how would the heart start suddenly just by arranging it you feel it would yeah like i i can't totally comment on this because i'm not uh, i haven't read biology or i am a doctor actually i had this very question to uh, one of my cousin who's a doctor 
I had asked her like at which point in the baby's development in the womb do you consider that it has life like it will be a an egg initially and then at some point it will be a baby but at what point in that stage would you consider that it has life hmm. that's interesting yeah and and that could go into concepts of so many things and uh you know like abortion or euthanasia or something probably a whole other episode but yeah yeah it's pretty interesting <laughs> to think about that's true and actually she gave a, a a proper answer to it like there there is something that happens biologically like i for now i totally forgotten that but there is something that happens biologically and after that point like we consider that uh, it's living basically so maybe it's just some some threshold that medical community has come up with or it actually is after that point uh, your internal organs or the main organs at least they have developed enough to you know uh, start the motion of your body the internal mechanisms mm. of your body so that's what i think interesting because like mm. yeah because i was reading this book i think you know i was reading that book on death mm-hmm. and yeah he was just explaining how the process of life coming into a baby's body as well as the process of death happening is like a process like it it expands over a certain amount of time and there's different things happening and mm-hmm. uh, i mean we can debate whether it's true or not but just to provide that perspective it's it's like like it takes a certain span of time and there's different things happening so like there's no one point that you can point out that okay this is the point that this person is alive or this this is the point that this person is dead mm. so even when you mentioned that example of that woman being revived after skiing and being rescued and stuff mm-hmm. it, it at least i was thinking in the perspective of okay so during that process it still hadn't reached a point where it was completely unrecoverable mm-hmm. and uh, you know the body was not able to function and the process of death had not completed yet and during that if it's revived then the body is still livable like it can still be occupied and lived in okay at least that's what i was thinking but uh, interesting yeah <laughs> actually you know one, one more thing is to uh, support your argument there is something called as qualia have you heard of it yeah but like i i don't think i got my head around it completely like can you... <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so to discuss that i think we need to discuss about another thought experiment called mary's room have you heard about that okay mm-hmm. no okay so this is a thought experiment which is probably not intuitive and many people they might not get it at first glance i didn't get it i i was still trying to figure out what it actually says but uh, yeah i'll try my best to <laughs> make you understand so this is this is what it is so we imagine a person called mary and she's a brilliant scientist and for whatever reason she's forced to investigate the world from a black and white room so she's confined to that room and there's a black and white television monitor and she has access to all the information that she needs but there is literally no color at all like she in her entire life she has never seen any color okay Okay. so and we'll suppose that she is a neuro uh, she knows neuro uh, physiology and all the physical information there is she knows all the things that is there to know about what goes on when we see say tomatoes or the sky and use terms like red or blue and she knows the exact wavelength combinations that forms uh, from the sky stimulate the retina and how that process happens 
she knows everything that there is to know about color and how we perceive the physicality color. yeah mm-hmm. she knows everything now now mary is walks out into that world she gets out of that box now the million dollar question is what will happen when mary is released uh, from her black and white room will she learn anything new now about color will she right she has some amount of information about color like basically everything there is to know will she learn anything more whether that experience has any value to it or not exactly so i i felt another example to you know discuss the same thing which probably is i don't know for somewhat easier to grasp which is sort of similar to philosophical zombie is uh, let's say there's an alien who comes to earth and that alien doesn't have pain receptors it uh, it has never felt any pain and it never will it's physically impossible for it to feel pain but it comes to earth it studies everything that there is to know about how we perceive pain like what happens uh, the stimulus and the response it knows everything it can crack a biology exam also so it knows everything there is to know but in spite of that it never actually feels it so that 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 sense of feeling is called qualia even in the you know mary's room experiment if mary actually learns anything for that matter anything new after she gets out and sees the color that's called qualia so the things that are outside the physical and the things that we just probably feel that's what qualia is okay makes sense mm-hmm. so like isn't that an argument for the metaphysical to exist that there is something called consciousness and there is uh, value in subjective experiences i mean i don't know if i would call them a subjective also because we do agree on what the color red is or what other things are even though different people might perceive it slightly differently mm-hmm. so it's almost objective in a way and there is that reality so i guess like you agree with some i mean obviously none of us are sure mm-hmm. but you do you feel that that could be that is a valid argument or uh for me i feel after reading this about mary's ex- room and uh, the other experiments similar thought experiments it initially feel for, for me i felt that okay yeah i mean there has to be something that she would learn more like she will literally see the colors that has to add to something and even the alien like if finally he could f- feel pain somehow he would learn something new about pain i i felt that it is a limitation in our language and limitation in what we can express and probably nothing more than that so i don't think that uh, just because we cannot you know uh, quantify that information yet in our language and the tools that we have uh, see even what if mary learns something new it's still debatable like it's not proved that yeah she will learn something new it's just a thought experiment and there is no conclusive answer to it if she learns or not but it seems like she would yeah. like if we think about it yeah e- exactly uh, but there are many very strong arguments that she won't learn anything new and well if if she d- did learn something new it is only because of yeah as i said the limitation of our own language and the way we, that we express feelings or whatever it is maybe at some point in the future 
we will come up with say some telepathically uh, telepathic communication but more than like the i mean it also kind of brings into the question whether your senses are limited in a way of actually experiencing everything you're experiencing like you may be taking in much more information than just you know the sight the ah. sound the taste yeah. the feel and the smell so and because all of them are in a way outward facing mm-hmm. uh, they kind of gather the world and you cannot really turn them inward and see what you are experiencing you may not be able to physically describe them but only experience certain things for example like you can apply the same logic to swimming also right i can describe all parameters of swimming and what muscles have to be moved and i can try to describe how it would feel with the temperature of the water or how mm-hmm. it feels brushing against your skin or something like that but but until you finally actually jump into the pool and swim you mm-hmm. might be missing out on a whole lot and i don't think i mean I, i i would disagree on the fact that it's just a limitation of those parameters being assigned or quantified or the language describing it mm-hmm. i do think that there is some value in the experience of it and that's what makes it unique and that's what makes life th- that it's more than just the the physical description of things or the physical knowing like there's a difference between knowledge and knowing it like knowing it is by experience knowing something whereas you can read it in a book but you still haven't experienced it and that dimension of experiencing it is what i hold unique to life that something is living is it can experience it and you know have that uh, perception of memory stored inside it okay but i can uh, you know for that i can imagine an instrument like this is already in development have you heard about the company called neuralink it's elon mm, musk so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so yeah they're uh, you know trying to perfect those micro surgeries inside the brain they can pinpoint the exact location where maybe a speech like the region of speech and all that so in the future like i can imagine let's say um an ins- a device which it, it records the or it can transfer the feeling of swimming say from my mind to yours like i have uh, you know swim quantify ha huh. not quantify like it, i mean it, like a unit of experience in a way exactly yeah it it can transfer that experience so i know what swimming swimming feels like and i have swam before and let's say you haven't and i can transfer that to you in your brain so even in my brain even though uh, i am not currently swimming i kind of probably know how it felt only because of the memories of that day inside me right so what if i can transfer that part of uh, my knowledge in my brain to you through that device yeah i mean that's the big question right whether finally like i mean i'm pretty sure like they have cut open the brain and everything and mm-hmm. know the exact physical structure and how it's connected and everything and yet the, it isn't still explicable as to how it functions or how your mind functions and like a lot of part of it is still a gray area right we just know yeah. the, the boundary you can almost say like where the signal originates and which part is being used for what but we still don't know the why or the how mm-hmm. so i mean yeah i mean if that gets answered then probably we'll be able to yeah argue that point but for that i feel i'm pretty sure it will be answered like see because we cannot answer it at this point it's not a proof that there is something metaphysical or, yeah that's true that's yeah. true so maybe just this is where we currently are in the technology and probably 50 years down the line 
we would have answered much more than what we currently do but you know now i, I find myself like i had like a few things to mm-hmm. kind of try to run by you but yeah. since we kind of got off that consciousness i don't know if we'll put this as part of the recording but since you said like you don't like talking about the consciousness because we don't know what it is mm-hmm. and you don't believe in it also i can't go on to those tangents at all that i thought okay. i could run by you like it sounds really there's no point of it now okay but you know what hmm. it's not just that now i'm thinking in a way i feel like by saying that out by you know if let's say we take on that position hmm. it almost becomes like a shield that we're blocking ourselves like right now i can't pitch that to you and see what you think about it because you've closed yourself to that possibility by dismissing it in a way do you get what i mean to say yeah i mean i get that but uh, that is only because what would i even have any i wouldn't have any data to even correctly okay, but anything about it. i mean we we've, we've, we've purposely picked a topic that doesn't have a, like it is an open ended thing so what we have is the thoughts and the thought experiments and what we think it could be or some pointers or proofs along this direction or that direction like you mentioned that mary's okay. room or the switzerland story mm-hmm. or something you get what i mean right yeah so we've chosen this topic knowing that there's no data or proof or any solid answer here mm-hmm. do you get what i mean Okay, sure, makes sense. Yeah, that so that sense. becomes like a disclaimer in the beginning that okay, yeah, we know that there is, and we just try to explore the. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, it it makes sense that I block myself uh, from it, and like I'm I'm not willing to go down that conversation because I do not have any data about consciousness using which I can infer statements or deduce uh, any meaningful thing from it. so that's the reason i stray away from such conversation because i feel like it doesn't lead anywhere but i guess yeah from the for the purposes of a uh, debate uh, or like philosophical discussion it's good to engage in such conversation and hopefully we can you know at least eliminate few things which isn't consciousness even if we do not get what is consciousness yeah i mean i think like as a humanity as a whole we don't have any data uh if mm-hmm. we're going in like we're furrowing into this topic and discussing it means that we will be considering like random half data points or stories or you know what i mean like people's experiences and trying mm-hmm. to discuss and trying to come up with something that may pr- it won't uh, obviously objectively prove or disprove but it will just kind of like incline or align us in a certain way i wanted to run this one thought by you and it's actually by a certain person and i'm going to reveal that after the uh quote but okay so it goes like i regard consciousness as fundamental i regard ma- matter as derivative from consciousness we cannot get behind consciousness everything that we talk about everything that we regard as existing postulates consciousness and okay and this is by max planck the father of the quantum theory Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you. I knew that would surprise you like a little bit. <laughs> I was pretty sure you were going to say Albert Einstein, and <laughs> no, but he also has a quote that's similar. I don't like. I haven't made a note of it. I don't know it at the top of my head. But his explanation that there is a cosmic consciousness, and that's what he regards as closest to God, or he regarded as closest to God. And I think we can get into that a little later. But what do you think about this? Hmm. Again, if you start an argument with conscious is consciousness is the primary thing and then all the matter is derived from that and there is no you can't go behind consciousness like if we 
if that is the first statement and then we are trying to deduce something from it then of course we logically cannot because it says so in the first statement that we cannot go back behind the consciousness but i also feel that because it's coming from max planck or say even einstein like you mentioned like he has another quote about consciousness uh Th- th- there might be some credibility to it like we tend to think that okay if people are brilliant in this area they have to know what they're talking about regarding everything else uh, I-, i do not buy into that actually uh, it's most likely that they might be true but it's uh, it's not a proof of their uh, expertise in other aspects that's true. That's if they're true. expert in yeah physics that's one thing but yeah definitely when i hear like people like max planck einstein like coming up with those statements i on any given day i cannot beat einstein or max planck ever uh, so yeah they should be knowing about what they are talking and it definitely warrants um discussion on it or even just taking a look at it Yeah I think it it kind of makes you rethink a little bit and you know maybe stress yeah, on it a little definitely. bit more yeah yeah and also I actually wanted to stress on this one point that we might be getting caught in the grammar or the, the semantics of it like uh, I don't know what the actual definition of consciousness is like if I google I probably will get it but I kind of know what generally uh, they're trying to define it as and i might have a different or i'm saying me but uh, like scientists or they might have a different word for it uh, like just the functioning of the brain maybe that's that itself is the consciousness or i'm not sure but i feel there definitely is overlap and we probably just get stuck with just the semantics like when i see uh, when i hear the conversations or debates uh, about god versus science and all that it actually is not god versus science that doesn't make sense for me it's science versus faith because science is like it's it's a way of thinking it's not a, a thing which is devoid of god makes or sense. nothing like that scientific yeah it's just a way of thinking and faith is a way of thinking science requires proof to believe something faith just wants you to believe something and yeah th- you can compare those ways of thinking but science versus god for me is no uh, i mean there is no common basis to compare with yeah that's like an offshoot that probably shouldn't go into now but i get what you meant to say there yeah but like with, yeah, yeah. okay like let me run this by you i also came across when i was just you know reading a little bit i've also come across this concept of panpsychism which says that everything is conscious like all machines or all beings are conscious so pan meaning all and psychism meaning mm-hmm. conscious so in the sense like yeah even a rat is conscious even a fly is conscious even a grasshopper is conscious but mm-hmm. obviously there's a difference of the degree of consciousness how uh, conscious is an animal is less compared to how conscious a person is and depending on the complexity of that organism structure uh, is the you know directly proportional to how conscious that animal is so just with whatever is our understanding of consciousness right now i mean we obviously won't be able to fix a definition but what do you think about that statement like do you think that even we could call animals as being conscious or having a certain degree of consciousness yeah actually even like i'll answer it by asking you a question okay do you feel that there are different degrees of consciousness in animals or and if you feel that like how do you know that it has any less conscious than we do or 
I, I can imagine this uh, sort of a play where uh, let's say you have a cow over there like in the back of your house and it will be thinking that okay this idiot thinks that I don't get calculus <laughs> <laughs> no, but or something so like I don't understand reason, philosophical zombie <laughs> yeah like I do agree I mean, uh, from at least instinctually I do feel that yeah it is true there is a different degree of consciousness simply we can look at what humans have been able to achieve right compared to what animals can do that itself can be proved that there is a higher functionality or higher ability whether we call that a better degree of consciousness or not that we can argue but i probably would attribute it to that that we are more conscious than animals that's why humans have been able to achieve so much more on this planet than animals like that would be one simple refute that i would offer uh, and i would just tell that it probably is the consciousness not the right word for it and it's just intelligence for it even if you take a look at uh, say a chimps dna like that's our closest relative uh, it's just 2% difference uh, different than what our dna is and with just the 2% difference like we are like leaps and bounds ahead of it so and i i feel it's just intelligence and even with the understanding or the definition of consciousness that i am privy to i don't think it's the consciousness but it's actually the intelligence uh, difference but, between but me, animals and us okay let me run this by you like with all the ai and ml and everything going ahead mm-hmm. we definitely will have machines sooner or later that will be able to be in a certain way that, like the way at least you're describing much more intelligent than us right anything that is like mm-hmm. a database processing or processing information drawing conclusions and uh, you know offering those conclusions up for whatever implementation it will be way mm-hmm. better done by a machine than a human in the next For sure. few decades right then would you qualify that as being much more intelligent or like you would you say that they are also conscious in a certain way uh if you're talking about just data processing or uh, but it will be just data processing task. right they won't be able to do anything like like that whole qualia uh, sentience and consciousness for that but okay yeah <laughs> so if you first let me tell what ai is like if if it's just the program that you've written it to do uh, say just it has to just beat you in chess that's it that's all it's program to and like i don't think like it will definitely be better than us but and it will be definitely be more say intelligent than us but it won't be conscious or conscious uh, i mean the definition of which i am <laughs> aware of yeah it won't be conscious but if you talk about there's something called as agi artificial general intelligence so what they're trying to do over there is trying to mimic how we would feel basically and although many people argue that it's just data processing again uh, mimicry like at the end of the day yeah. that yeah it's just data processing at the end of the day uh, to try to mimic like at best it's going to become a philosophical zombie and nothing more than that but um i would urge actually each and every one of you like who's listening to this and uh, like who are interested in this to read the book called how to create a mind by ray kurzweil so he argues that even what we do is nothing but data processing so he he is uh, he has shown you the entire map of how a thought forms in our mind and like how an agi like if we develop one actually we already have like some amount of basic agi so when we develop that like how it forms a thought or uh, how it comes to a conclusion 
it doesn't like what we generally know is okay we give an input it gives an output but because it's programmed to do that but these agi machines it never has seen that sort of an input and it has never been programmed to do um, you know never been programmed to you know uh, know what to do when can, such an input comes but it tackles that an it unfamiliar learns. situation yeah an unfamiliar situation it learns and it's learning at a uh, you know crazy pace yes. so that's yeah uh, that's one thing so that that's what he argues and i i don't think i can come anywhere near to what he mentions in that book so that book is basically uh, the entire answer for people who believe that data processing is um we don't do data processing what we do is something else basically qualia and what machines do is data processing but do you think that finally at the end of that will those machines mm-hmm. be able to invent stuff like humans have invented better than us do you think that will happen uh surprisingly they've already done it so th- there there's this ted talk which is i think 5 years back where a machine has created a chamber for an airplane a boeing's uh, 777 so they have i think already utilized that in that boeing so what it did was they gave all the schematics or like they trained the machine with all the data sets that they had with say cad models and how a structure should be developed and what would be considered as strong and all that aerodynamics all the data they fed and whenever they want to okay i want this type of an airplane which this much strength which uh, with all this even if it has never encountered that because of what it already knows it tries to come up with a whole new design and it's the design that we never can even think of like there are holes like there are hollow sections in that where no human would ever come up with that but it has developed that and it is actually the strongest uh with that fewer fewest uh, few, few few materials that you can use so it's already doing that and i think like decades later we definitely would be there where it probably has what we consider as sentience hmm i mean i think that's where i uh, probably disagree but then like that you know that whole argument uh, is what makes me think that there's more than just the physical like where you said that there's only a 2% difference and yet look at the difference in our mm-hmm. achievements and there was one more point that you mentioned which i forgot now but that's that's what i that's what makes me feel that there is a degree of consciousness and that's why there is a difference and i don't know i probably disagree that it will be able mm. to will ever be able to mm. no in the sense that create a sentient yeah, being yeah exactly mm. like i feel that you won't be able to capture that consciousness in the machine that's that's probably my thinking but it also like kind of reminds me like what you were saying also reminded me of that uh, quote by descartes which is pretty famous right i think therefore i am So do you feel mm-hmm. like that is the basis of consciousness thoughts and do you like do you think that that encompasses it it's there's nothing more to it because you said like what we do is also just database processing Mhm Yeah yeah i guess it in a way encompasses that like i just think and whatever thinking is is data processing maybe at a very very advanced level and that what that's what makes me realize my own existence which is maybe the i am part interesting because like i mean there is this other uh, you know alternative line of thought that says that thinking is just one aspect of our intelligence mm-hmm. and our intellect like it's not the whole thing that's why consciousness comes in 
as being that other part of it which we won't be able to use machines to replicate like what we do with our thoughts okay. and what we process as information and data machines will be able to do much better than us in the coming years or coming decades but what the fundamental difference between us and animals is what makes us human that high degree of consciousness that won't be able to be replicated so that's another i mean it's an alternative explanation for the way things are and a prediction of how they will be so it's not at least like it opposes the descartes view and it's not i think therefore i am it's i am mm-hmm. like i exist therefore i can think it's one function of who you are but like it attacks That's really the, nice yeah like it attacks the proposition that thought is everything it's not everything it's just that we've glorified it into thought being everything oh like like because people were so enslaved with religious and other dogmatic beliefs that people weren't allowed to think freely it was always a ruler over you or a religious leader or or some king or something and you weren't really allowed to but suddenly when people started thinking for themselves and the industrial revolution came and other things have been progressing and the speed with which it's been happening people have like you know pushed thought all the way up to the absolute kind of pedestal uh, i mean this is that theory and that reasoning i don't know how much i agree with it probably a little bit because i can see the relevance mm-hmm. but um, yeah i mean i just wanted to kind of put that out there <laughs> okay so um that that's a really nice way of putting that which is uh, i am and therefore i can think that's what it was right yeah yeah okay yeah and based on w- uh, what you explain of that particular line of thinking i think it it's based on the presumption that there is something called as consciousness and if if there is thinking is secondary and consciousness is the primary so not, yeah when not when, necessarily secondary yeah. and primary but they kind of coexist like see right now even if you don't think about anything you will still exist mm-hmm. it's not like because you stop thinking you just suddenly die right yeah but that's because of the my physical body keeping me alive <laughs> that's, that's no but my... then if you say i think therefore yeah. i am i don't know i feel like it's a very minimalistic uh, kind of a now now again like i i feel like we're comparing different things where uh, not different things like things that this descartes mentioned or he thought differently about i am probably is just what he's referring to as identity perhaps no it, it actually okay i don't recall because it was long back that i researched this but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be perceived as therefore i exist like that's how you could take okay. the proof mm-hmm. of okay there is life or this thing exists or because you can think okay i mean that i disagree with because i mean assuming when i'm sleeping i don't think exactly I like... exactly i i was going to say that but <laughs> i thought you would say there's subconscious like dreams and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if that is what he's thinking i don't know i'm i'm pretty sure he, that wasn't his initial line of thought or that wasn't his intention even though the words were similar um I, I, i'm just thinking that it probably is just the identity part but yeah i don't know if it's that then i don't agree with it but the other thing that i said remember that time that i was saying that there's something else that i wanted to point out that i forgot like what i was thinking mm. that time is like you know when we think about uh, the physicality of it or the difference from animals and you're thinking about that right i always kind of also think that the physical universe is like way below 1% of all that there is like the rest of it is like super empty space and it's like 0.00 something percent is the physical like all of us planets stars everything 
is very minuscule compared to the larger volume of empty space that is out there. And while now that they are, you know, trying to perceive it as dark matter or dark energy or whatever, I feel like the focus on that is like focusing on the non-physical because we can only see its effects. Like in other words, we can only see its footprints. We can't really, at least maybe, maybe not right now, maybe we will be later. That, that That's obviously always possible. But I mean to say that uh, at least I'm not going to probably live as long as, you know, as long as it takes to discover that. But so right now, I, I, you know, I use that as a kind of like a pusher to make me feel like that there is a non-physical aspect to it and we should explore it in our lifetime. Do you get what I mean to say? Like right now, what yeah, you decide yeah. to do with your time will only signify the time that you have. Like it won't matter in the existential reality of humanity as it is. Yeah, I guess it makes sense because uh, even logically, if you think about it, uh, what you said was right. Like we haven't been able to figure out what that dark matter is. We only know it ex- its existence because of the gravity that it um, gives out, and we can measure that gravity, and we cannot detect which particle. I keep saying we, but scientists cannot detect uh, the particles which are you know leading to that gravity, and. Th- if we talk more about science like that there are many theories that it's actually black holes or stuff that we actually like physically cannot see and that's why uh, it's over there and it's the stuff near black holes or stuff um, it, it's it's near the places where there are no starlight to re- reflect off of it and that's why we're not seeing that so i feel like at some day like we might figure it out and even i'm not i mean i can't say this but maybe in my lifetime also we might not be able to figure that out. So yeah, logically it makes sense to think that there could be another possibility where um, there is something which we consider right now as metaphysical and it's good to at least consider it and take a look at it. I'm just saying it's worthwhile to explore it. Like not consider that it might be true, but at least, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, at least take a look at it and see what it says. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I feel, you know, for, for that I feel... There are so many stuff that is considered metaphysical right now that it's almost impossible to get our heads wrapped around <laughs> all of them. Yeah. And it's again like a huge influx of information. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And there are different cultures telling different things. Some are, some are similar, some are some may be different. So the, the reason that I do not, uh, you know, kind of want to not spend time over there is because I feel no matter what I know, it will still be a gray area, just like consciousness. I'm I'm okay with debating that, but then at the end of the day, because neither of us know what consciousness actually is, I feel we wouldn't have gotten anywhere except for just our intellectual curiosity. So that's why I c- try to tend to follow science, because at least whatever limited stuff that I know, I know it for sure. So that's how I think... Um, and how I probably want to spend my time. Just Makes just sense, my opinion of it. Yeah, but like, you, know, you also come across uh, certain arguments that sometimes like, like, how can you prove a mother's love for a child? You can't, but mm-hmm. it's there. And so like material science cannot get to the matters of the heart or explain humanity or consciousness in its entirety. And there's this one more thing that I came across that which said like, like a light bulb is capable of shining light on the room around it. But it cannot do that on the power that illuminates it. 
and that analogy was applied to humans also saying that we can comprehend the world around us but not the consciousness that powers us it cannot be perceived through the senses because they are outwardly projected and it can't be scientifically explained so like you come across uh, certain like what what is your thought on that i'm not trying to like prove or disprove anything but i just want to kind of mm-hmm. try to see if there's any explanation there or like yeah i mean regarding mother's love and all that thing see i'm like almost like most certainly confident that it is like those chemical reactions in your brain and there are drugs that can impede that or enhance it so at least to some extent we've got that covered no as in the reason so, for it, not the like not how it's implemented mm. but the why or how do you prove it or do you get what i mean like not not I mean, the why not the chemical basis yeah or like how do you prove it? it it can't be proved or or can it i don't know wait but but what do you want to prove like mother has love towards a child or the reason why mother has love towards both. a child i mean you come across both questions right okay so mother has love towards a child probably through chemical reactions when she sees her child amongst other childs maybe we can see a spike of some dopamine or whatever uh, then the other like the reason why she likes her child uh, it's because it's genetic a part of her like it came uh, from her and she would have a bias towards it like if i create something out of wood and like i see some other random table on the road or in someone else's house i wouldn't feel anything for that like but because i created this uh, instrument out of wood or a table of my own from old but that can I also be questioned created, like yeah. just because you created it why should it have any value to you <laughs> do you get okay. what i mean like existentially you could question that also yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay let me think about it <laughs> yeah but like that's what like some of these things that i that i've come across before and mm-hmm. i don't know it just seems like there doesn't seem to be a very logical explanation for some of them which doesn't mean obviously that there's some kind of other explanation but mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. makes you think about uh, some of that actually that question is very interesting because i, I, I still am thinking about that like i created a table how is it different from the table that that's already there in someone else's house um just because i created it why should i have a bias towards it i was thinking about that and i think it's again goes back to identity because it has the only difference is like say both are table and both look the same and it has similar dimensions whatever the only thing this difference is one i have created and the other someone else has so again i think it it gets tied into our identity and shameless marketing go watch our identity identity episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys check it out if you feel like you're interested in that one some pretty wacky concepts mm-hmm. over there yeah okay yeah so before we close this i feel that when you mentioned like a while back when you spoke about there is difference between consciousness between animals and us and let's say one day we come very close to that artificial general intelligence i mean we already have like some of it working over there and uh, it never will be able to you know mimic our level of consciousness but what if they don't have to like they have a really advanced level of consciousness just like how our consciousness is different from animals in the same direction in the same direction vector what if their consciousness is different to us and we won't even even be com- 
uh, able to comprehend that level of consciousness just like animals can't comprehend or i think that they can't comprehend our level uh, of consciousness <laughs> damn that's pretty interesting just a food for thought yeah pretty crazy i mean it is possible but yeah, yeah i just think about like for some reason i'm always skewed by the thought that it will still be database processing and but mm-hmm. yeah i mean we can't refute that it might actually produce something that's much more like much crazier than <laughs> what humans have been able to produce <laughs> okay but i think the yeah one thing is like uh, you think that we cannot ever produce such a level or or sentience basically and another thing is i feel it's uh, hugely anthropologically centered uh, egocentric predicamism as in that like as in like we are the ones like who are special and it has to be around the, what there we, is no, yeah, 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 I exactly it. the consciousness is what we define it to be but you know what like just just to end on that thought i mean i agree there and it could pro- probably be a whole new crazy level of what we've created that surpasses what we are capable of but i i just wanted to put this thought that like at least what i from what i've explored and tried to find out about consciousness and about the human experience and the human possibility is that is the other side of it which i think you probably don't agree with but the other side of it is where there's a co- cosmic consciousness and your consciousness is like a part of it and things like meditation and things like yoga and other other spiritual practices get you closer to that cosmic consciousness which is which will never be true for a machine no matter what you do it will be able to produce better than you it might be able to make better than you invent discover analyze data and come up with explanations for historical things or whatever but the other part of you like the, not the thoughts the consciousness part of you it, like i agree with you it can even go off in a different direction uh, and that might happen but at least what the alternate thought process suggests is that it will never be conscious as you in this sense and the possibilities what are true for a human being that whole set of possibilities can never be true for a machine is at least what i've read sound there so i i thought you might find that interesting whether it's true or not i don't okay. know but <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay but yeah i mean at the risk of repeating myself uh, i guess again we are like very uh, very much biased towards ourselves like as humans anthropologically and we do not want to even uh, probably consider there is that there could be consciousness beyond us or yeah, we could yeah. create consciousness beyond us it's probably true that's one yeah that's one but yeah <laughs> man damn that was a wild ride though i think we'll end it here so feel free to leave your thoughts in comments down below if you're on youtube and if you're listening to us on other platforms like spotify google podcast or apple podcast you can reach out to us on instagram @curiosphere so thanks for listening in and have a good one